This is the time of year when it is really easy to identify who's cheering for what team. Uh, you've been saving up those shirts and jerseys and hats all summer long waiting for uh, this current weekend. Everybody feel good about how their weekend went? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, y'all save it. You're pacing yourself. I like that. You're just like, you don't want to give it all out week one. You want to save a little bit for week two and, and everything that's coming. I get that. Uh, but yeah, kickoff weekend, it's been great. And, you know, you can just, you can look around. You, you know where the Georgia fans are, right? You know where the Florida fan is. You know, you know where the Braves fans are. Yeah, people do all kinds of crazy things to identify themselves with their team. Some people paint their faces or their bodies and their team colors. Uh, team logos are put on everything these days, right? You get plates, you get cups, you get uh, napkins, you get grilling utensils, spatulas, pretty much anything you want to put a logo on. Someone has put a logo on it, and you can buy that. Some people hang pictures in their homes any men have man caves that you have decorated in your favorite team colors or logo or pictures of the stadium uh, yeah we have all ways of saying this is my team right we learn the fight song and all the cheer songs that the band's going to play so that we can fully participate on that day some people bark right? it's really easy to tell which team therefore when they do that, uh, just easy to identify who goes with which team. This is the season of the year when we use plural pronouns a lot, don't we? We say, we won, even though you haven't played organized sports in 30 years and you weren't that good when you played. But we did it. We beat them. We're number one. Right, we, we, we identify with our teams, especially if they're a winning team. That's us. They're mine. We are one. We did that. Players identify themselves, right? They're very distinct. You know which team is which when you go to a game. Nobody in the state of Georgia confuses Georgia and Georgia Tech, right? Their colors completely different uniforms completely different mascot completely different stadium completely different win-loss record completely different sorry tech fans um how about this their graduates gpas and starting salaries completely different how about that tech right i give you something right there yeah, you just know. You don't ever get confused. Usually the, the home team gets to wear their solid colors, and then the, the visiting team wears white or like a lighter color. And so you know that's that team. That's this team. You know which cheerleaders goes with which team. You know which band supports which team. You look in the stands, and you know where the home team fans are and where the visiting team fans are because they're going to be in different colors it's going to be really obvious always that cool shot on the georgia florida game right the overhead shot and you know which side is florida which side is georgia you never wonder well, i wonder where the, which side is florida no it's really clear because we identify 
with our teams in what we wear. The players, right? Their uniforms, they, they, they wear the same helmets, their whole team, same shoes, same pants, everybody matches. So you know, it's easy to see. This is that team, this is the other team. Last week, we talked about putting our faith in Christ, like that initial step of believing in Jesus. And we said last week, some people come right up to that moment, like they have a, they have a religious experience, they, they go to church, they, they feel God moving in their heart, and then they never make that decision. And, and uh, we encouraged you last week, if that's you, right, cross that line, say yes to Jesus. I'd say that again this week. Like if you come right up to the point of giving your life to Christ and haven't, do that. But, but if you have, if you've committed your life to Christ, if you're a, a Jesus follower, the Bible tells us that you have a new identity now. A new identity. This is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. You, you have a new identity, a new creation. There's been a change in you. When you, when you committed your life to Christ, you changed. You, you became new. The old you is gone. The new you has come to life. And, and in one sense, you've joined a new team, right? You, not only have you become a new creation, but... You have become a part of the new creation that God is making in the world. God is redeeming things back to its right relationship with Him. God has a plan of new creation for the whole world. It's going to culminate one day when God makes a new heaven and a new earth. God perfects everything. Again, when you come to faith in Christ, you become a part of that. You become a part of that new creation work that God is doing, and you yourself become new. You, you have a new identity. Right? Your identity now, if you become a follower of Jesus, is that you are loved by God. You are forgiven by God. You are chosen by God. That's who you are when you come to faith in Christ. You are seen by God. You are known by God. You are a recipient of God's mercy and God's grace. You're no longer separated from God. You're united with God in relationship. You're no longer alienated from God. You're part of his family. Right? Your identity now is you're a child of God. You're a daughter of God. You're a, a son of God. That's who you are. That is the new creation that God has created in you. You are accepted. You are right with God. You are righteous, not, not because of what you've done, but because of the righteousness of Jesus. God now sees you. Your identity in God's eyes is righteous because he sees you through the righteousness of his son. You don't have to earn that. You don't have to work for that. You don't have to prove anything. God makes us new, the Bible says. You're, you're not on some cosmic 90-day probation term, right, where God's going to decide at some point if, if he wants to keep you or not. You're, you're, not, you're not on the, the edge. You're not teetering on the edge of maybe getting kicked out. No, you are in. 
you have been changed. You are new. You are brought into the family of God, and that will never, ever change. You're gifted by God. You're called by God. God has given you a purpose in Christ, you are enough. He supplies what you lack. You are enough in Christ. You are the recipient of His grace and love. God doesn't just tolerate you. He loves you. And God doesn't love the future better you that's out there some, somewhere. God, God doesn't love the, the one day new and improved you, the U2.0 that's going to come to life at some point in the future God loves you right now that's who you are in Christ you have that identity now that you have given your life over to Christ and it's it's changed you Paul says in the verse right before the one I read he says so from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Then he says, therefore, we're new creations. The old's gone. The new's here. God's made us new, given us a new identity. But a part of that new identity is we see things differently now because of Christ. Right? We see people differently. We see issues differently. We see circumstances differently. We see ourselves differently. Here's a, one of the things about identity. Identity changes perspective. Right? Who you are, who you believe yourself to be, and who you are by identity, it changes the way you see other people, see circumstances. Uh, I, if, if you are like I am, if you are a graduate of South Carolina, if that's your identity, it changes the way you see Clemson. It, 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 it changes the way you see per, your perspective, right? If you're, if you're a Michigan fan, you have a perspective on Ohio State, right? And Michigan State. Your identity, who you are, changes the way you see certain things, right? Georgia's the way they see Georgia Tech, right? Georgia Tech, the way you see Georgia. Your identity, this is who I am, it changes the way you see. That's what Paul says. I could, I, we have this new identity in Christ, and therefore, we don't look at things from the perspective of the world anymore. I, I don't look at things from selfish perspectives anymore. I look at things with the eyes of God, with the heart of Christ, because my identity is in Jesus. It changes the way I see things. Your new creation. If you are in Christ you don't regard things that's the word Paul uses or this translation uses you don't regard things from the old perspective you don't regard you don't think about you don't consider people issues circumstances from the, your sinful worldly perspective you see things new in Christ now point of Clarification, because I want to kind of divide this identity thing out just a little bit. <clears throat> this identity that I've been talking about, this new creation that is you, if you are a follower of Jesus, is not really analogous to putting on a team jersey. Okay, I'm going to separate that out just a little bit, then I'll come back to it. 
you and I, we don't choose on a daily basis our identity in Christ. God did that for us when we came to faith. You are a new creation in Christ because you put your faith in Jesus. God did that work on the inside of you. And you don't decide every day, well, yeah, that's going to be my identity. Now, we may decide if we really trust and believe that, Sometimes we get confused on our identity. We forget who we are in Christ, but that doesn't change who you are in Christ. Some of you yesterday, you spent a lot of time trying to decide which jersey was going to be the lucky jersey yesterday, didn't you? Like, which one? I've been waiting all summer. Which one is going to be week one? And tell the truth, some of you, maybe not yesterday, but some of you, you have changed jerseys at halftime because that jersey wasn't working, right? Like, that was not the lucky one for that day. And so you swapped it out for something else. We don't swap out our identities. We don't choose identity. We put our faith in Christ, and we have a new identity in Jesus. Say it this way if you want to take notes. Identity is not something we put on and take off. Identity is who we are. Not something we t- take off and put on, decide I'm going I'm to have the identity of Christ today. It's something we are. It's something God did in us. My children are sometimes embarrassed by me. And I know that's hard to believe. You look at me, right? Someone who has it all together. And you think, how could they possibly be embarrassed? My children are sometimes embarrassed by me. They don't want to associate with me. We go out in public and they walk 50 feet away from me because they don't want to identify with me. Guess what? They're still my kids. Right? They may not want to identify or associate with me. They will always be my kids. They don't get to choose that identity. It's in them. They don't, there, there were times when they were younger, there were times that they didn't want to be known as the pastor's kids, right? If you're a minister's kid, if, you've, if you're that person, you get it, right? You know. You don't always want to be known as the pastor's kid. Sympathetic to that, but you know what? That was part of their identity. That's who they were. They were always going to be that way. That, that's the person that they were. This was a component of their identity, same thing in our faith. You are a new creation when you come to faith in Christ. You don't decide to be or not to be. God has put that in you. But here, here's the distinction I want to track down today. You and I, we must choose to identify with our identity. We must choose to identify. We must choose to say yes that is who I am in Christ, and I'm not ashamed of that. I mentioned, I am a graduate of South Carolina, and um, I don't always like to identify that way, right? Like, like we, we, we escaped Georgia State yesterday, but the L's are coming starting this weekend, right? We got Arkansas, we got Georgia, like we got, we got big L's lined up, and I, I'm going to I'm going to not wear so many South Carolina shirts in about a month. All right? 
Now, I, I can't change my identity. I will always be a graduate of South Carolina. I just don't always publicly identify that. I don't publicly talk about that all the time, unless it's women's basketball. Now, women's basketball, I talk about it, but you don't care about women's basketball, especially right now, right? So you and I, even if we have an identity, we have to choose whether we're going to identify with that identity. Now, it is true, and, and we can argue about this later, it is true that identity and identification should go together. Like, they should be one. There should be no separation, but we know from experience that's not always the case. Right? We, we, we know that there are people who have come to faith in Christ and yet they kind of keep that hidden in most of their life. Maybe not today, not Sunday if they're here, if you're watching online. I mean, not today, but like Monday through Saturday, they're kind of on the lowdown when it comes to their faith. I don't think those always instinctively go together. I think some people, they wear different jerseys sometimes. They're followers of Christ. I'm not doubting that. But, but they lead with things other than their faith in their life. Like some, some people, they lead with their opinions about things, or they lead with their politics, or they lead with, I'm associated with this group over here, and what you and I have been called to do is to identify with the identity that God has given us in Christ so that the world would see Christ in us. Paul said it this way in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Paul says, I don't care who knows it. I want everybody to know it. Like I'm not ashamed of what Christ has done in me. I want to live boldly and with integrity, for the kingdom of God. I want everybody to see that jersey when they look at me. I want everybody to know that reality when they get to know me that I identify with Jesus. I live for Jesus. I'm not talking about being crazy. Okay? I'm not talking about being obnoxious. Like We know religious people who are kind of in those categories. I'm talking about genuinely with integrity, authentically, wanting to live out the characteristics of Jesus before this world and saying, look, this is, this is my identity, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of what Jesus is doing in me. This, this concept could be its own series, probably could be two different series. Let me just run through some, some simple ways, some clear ways that you and I identify. We can identify with the person that God has created us to be. And here's one really simple one, and that's baptism. It's really obvious. Maybe you didn't think we were going there, but really simple, really obvious point of identification with Jesus is baptism. Baptism is a public identification to say that, yes, I am a follower of Jesus. Yes, I have surrendered my life to Christ. And it may, depending on your spiritual upbringing, it may not seem that important, but it was important to Jesus. It was important enough that he was baptized. 
It was important enough that he said to his followers, followers, I want you to baptize people who come to faith. I want this to be a public identification that someone has surrendered their life to Jesus. It was important to the apostles. It was important to the early church. It's been important to the church throughout church history. And churches have differed about mode and when and all those details and specifics. But the church has never differed over the importance of identifying our faith through baptism. And I just want to encourage you, if you've not taken that step, it's really the first step of identifying with Christ when you become a believer. That you publicly say to your church family, in front of your, <clears throat> your friends, your family, your spiritual family, you say to all of them, I have become a follower of Jesus. And I'm not ashamed of it. I want to publicly declare that through this, we call it an ordinance. It's an administration of, of God's church that someone would be baptized. It's, it's a perfect picture of this new creation idea, right? The old has gone. When someone goes under the water, that's what we're saying. The old has gone. The new life has started. Baptism doesn't save us. It doesn't make us right with Christ. But it's the initial way that we identify that we become a believer. I'm a follower of Jesus, and I'm going to demonstrate that publicly through baptism. Another way that we identify with Christ is obedience obedience I identify with Christ because I live the way Christ wants me to live not because I have to not because I'm trying to earn his favor not in a legalistic way but in a I want to live for Christ I want to obey what he teaches in John chapter 8 Jesus says if you hold to my teachings you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you for if you hold to my teachings, that's how people identify you as one of mine. That you follow what I've said. That you walk in the way that Jesus walked. That, that you align your life around the teachings of Scripture. That is a visible demonstration, identification, that you walk with Jesus. That you believe and have trusted Jesus, I'm going to obey him. I'm going to do what he says. My, my words are going to reflect the teachings of Christ. My attitude is going to identify me as someone who follows Jesus. My relationships, the way I treat other people. People are going to be able to look at that and identify me like we identify people in jerseys. They're going to be able to identify me as a follower of Jesus because this is the way I live. I'm not doing this to be performance art. Like, this is not a show for people. This is a genuine desire to walk in the ways of Jesus. And as people see that in me, they don't think I'm great, but it points them to Jesus. Obedience. We identify with Jesus through our obedience. Another way. That we identify with the new creation identity that we already have is love. Not in a superficial sense, not in a, not in a trite sense, not, not even in just an emotional sense, although there is emotion and emotion can be wonderful, but not just in an emotional sense. The kind of love that 
sees people as Jesus sees them and cares for them as Jesus cares for them. The, the kind of love that is willing to be sacrificial when needed. The kind of love that is committed and sticks with it. Again, Jesus, John chapter 13. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, okay, this is the jersey. This is what everybody's going to see. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Like if we go public with our identification with Jesus through baptism, then the physical, the visible representation that people are going to see is obedience and love. They're going to see that we walk with Jesus in obedience and we love others the way Jesus would love others. Those are the colors of believers, right? That, that, that's the team colors of believers. Obedience and love. George is red and black, right? Text, white and gold. For Christianity, for followers of Jesus. The colors of our jersey are, are really simple. They're obedience and love. Jesus, I want to do what you taught. I want to, I want to live the way you lived. I, I want to obey your commands. I want to love other people the way you loved other people. And in doing so, I want to identify with you, with your life, with your heart, with your way, with what you want. One more way. We identify as belonging to Christ is that we love Christ's body, the church. Right? The, the, the visible representation of Christ's body in the world, the Bible tells us, is this. Is this connection that we have. Each bringing our spiritual story and our gifts together and and putting them together in the church, not just a global church, but, but a local church where your gifts are used and you get to encourage people and you get to pray for people and you get to be involved in ministry. This is a visible witness to the world that Jesus is real, that we believe him, that we follow him, that we want to interact in this world on his behalf as he would. We want to combine our gifts and our efforts so that we are able to do exponentially more together than we could ever do alone. Like the body of Christ, this is a reflection of Jesus to the world. And look, I get it. There are some crazy ones out there. Like I get it. We're living in a time where often the public face of Christianity, like the ones that makes the news, the one, I don't know where they find them, but they're, they're always the ones they interview on news, and they're crazy. I, I get it. I get it. Some of us are a little hesitant because we look at what's being portrayed as church and Christianity, and we think, I don't want anything to do with that. I get it. Look, I'm not asking you to identify with that. I'm not asking you to identify with that. I'm not asking you to identify with the current crazy that's being passed off as religion and, and Christianity. I'm asking us to identify with Christ. And as each of us identify with Christ, then we bring ourselves together 
to share Christ with the world. Listen, the world needs, especially now, but all the time, preachers say that all the time, right now, especially throughout all time, what the world needs is a visible representation of Jesus in front of them. Something that's authentic and real. Not what ends up on the news, right? Not, not what gets put on Twitter. Not, not crazy. People who really believe that Jesus loves the world. Jesus loves people. Jesus cares. Giving our life to Christ is the best thing that any of us can do. People who deeply believe. In spite of our questions, right? In spite of the fact that none of us are perfect at it. But we deeply believe that the way of Jesus is the only way to live. And then to reflect that to the world around us. To identify with the person God has already made you to be. God has already created you to be this person. You just need to say yes. I am not ashamed of being that person that Jesus has called me to be. I am not ashamed of wearing the colors of obedience and love and joining with God's people. I am not ashamed to live in the way of Jesus. I'm not ashamed that people know I pray. I believe there is a God. I believe that his son is the Savior. Look, we need those people in the world right now. We need people in, in schools and banks and offices. We, we need people in the world who will identify with Jesus and live for him and believe that everyone needs to discover this relationship. Everyone needs to discover this love. Everyone needs to discover the new creation that God intends for them to be. Let's pray. God, thank you that in Christ, we are new creations. Our, our, our identity has been decided. We don't pick it day after day. You have given us a new identity in Jesus. You love us. You choose us. You send us out. You give us purpose. You give us hope. But God, help us to identify with that identity, to live out in this world who Jesus is. Receive his grace and then keep it hidden from everybody we know, but to, to demonstrate in our words, to demonstrate in our obedience, to demonstrate in our relationships that we live for Christ. We are not ashamed of him. We worship him, we love him, we seek his will, and we invite others to join us. We invite others into this relationship with God through Christ. God, as, as proud as we are of our team, as vocal as we are for our favorite team, God, help us to live that loud for Jesus. For I pray it in Christ's name, amen.